All right, don't give up. Hope wins and love wins. Um, how to find hope in a time of great pain and suffering, part two. Uh, I want to summarize last week's in just a few minutes, but I want to begin uh, today's uh, talk with a devotional from Henry Nouwen. And uh, this is a pretty powerful one. So pause everything that's going on around you, unless you have chaos, there's nothing you can do. But come back to hear this again if it's too crazy around you right now. But this idea of gratitude, the choice of gratitude, I found this extremely timely in light of what this topic is and what's going on around us. Gratitude goes beyond the mine and thine and claims the truth that all of life is a pure gift. In the past, I always thought of gratitude as a spontaneous response to the awareness of gifts received. But now I realize that gratitude can also be lived as a discipline. Interesting. The discipline of gratitude is the explicit effort of to acknowledge that all I am and have is given to me as a gift of love, a gift to be celebrated with joy. Gratitude as a discipline involves, listen, listen to this, a conscious choice. I can choose to be grateful even when my emotions and feelings are still steeped in hurt and resentment. It is amazing how many occasions present themselves in which I can choose gratitude instead of complaint. The choice for gratitude rarely comes without some real effort, but each time I make it, the next choice is a little easier, a little freer, a little less self conscious there is an estonian proverb that says who does not thank for little will not thank for much acts of gratitude make one grateful because step by step they reveal that all is grace Whew. love that what a great way to start our time today maybe some of you that's all you needed today is just to be reminded to be grateful it's too easy to be stuck in the spin cycle of complaining. You know, as every conversation you have about moaning and groaning about everything that is awful, uh, is, uh, are the conversations with your friends that you have um, always about your problems? Listen, there are some folks that when, when you see them coming, you make sure they don't see you because all they do is focus on their own problems, always. Or if we ask how they're doing, they tell you everything that's wrong. It's like, that's not what that phrase is supposed to mean. Um, you have good friends for that. Those, those deep things share with you, a trusted group or your, your good friends. But when, you are, uh, when your theme is negativity, complaint, problems, maybe there are difficult things going on. Maybe it really is crappy. It's, that might be true. But definitely sprinkle it with gratitude at least express the balance of the good that is around you and if you can't see any good this was for you there is good all around you everything around you is a gift of grace and if you take your eyes off of those other things like i, I had a bird literally jump on the uh wire outside the window here and uh, i usually don't notice but this morning i just happened to notice i thought that's cool just the pause from the busyness of getting ready and being prepared and and it was just a bird and then i thought hmm even the sparrows there's a verse about that in the scripture where 
he, you know, his eyes are on the sparrow. That's a part of the song, but either way. And there was a gratitude that hit me. And um, I realized, ah, I actually am going to be talking about that today. So today, if you're not looking for it, uh, begin to look for things to be thankful for. If you are a habitual complainer and your tone is negative, and by the way, just ask your spouse, your partner, your best friend uh, with an honest question. Hey, is, am I more negative or am I a little bit balanced? Uh, and let them be honest and don't take it the wrong way. And if their theme is that, if their answer does reflect, hey, you really are negative a lot, um, take that and and as a gift of grace to, to launch you in another direction of gratitude. Really important to consider that, but it requires honesty and uh, let your ego not control things. <laughs> All right, let's get into don't give up. Hope wins, love wins. Here's what we talked about last week. Uh, I was sharing with you about the causes of frustration or the causes of, of pain and suffering in our world. And the pace of change was frustrating. Uh, we're talking about the media. Who, uh, who do we or can we believe? Go back and listen to it. I'm not going to repeat everything. Uh, trying to keep up with all the current issues is exhausting. Uh, sick of uh, the, the so sick of it mentality or I'm done with this pandemic phraseology that it becomes unhelpful and we address that gently. Um, we may be suffering from lack of agape syndrome, which really, from what I just shared, it, it, walking in Thanksgiving will have a huge effect on looking at all things with, through the lens of love, agape. Um, we've never done this before, so don't beat yourself up for what you don't know. Um, this is not easy. So I know that some are saying, hey, I, I didn't plan well, or uh, I couldn't see this coming. Nobody saw this coming. We've never done this. So the fact that we're walking through a pandemic and different regions of our country, our province, uh, different uh, countries around the world and states within the countries, each of them are navigating this in different ways. Some are really successful. Some are really good examples of what not to do. <laughs> but that's all in hindsight. You know, may we look back and learn from this and move forward. May we learn from those in the past uh, and how they navigated uh, difficult things. Um, we talked about the myth that this world is so dark and that there's more light in this world. Quit looking for darkness. You say, oh, it's so terrible. Well, hang on. How about, wow, it's so good. Look at all, good, all the good we have. I remember my wife and I have been talking about this a lot lately. You know, first world problems. My internet's out. Or uh, uh, why do I have to wait in line for this? Like, really? That's your complaint? That's where your impatience is coming from? Hang on. You are the light of the world. Now start looking like light. Be light. Show some positivity. Be an encouragement. Don't be a complainer in line. Um, if your fuse is so short, which many people are, okay, even, even me, I, can, I emotionally can spout off. <laughs> it happens. Really? It does. Shh. Don't tell anybody. But when I do, it's, I'm trying to find a way to uh, not shoot off uh, in a... Uh, um, reaction emotional reaction as quickly and i've noticed that in my driving um depends on when my, my, my what my mood is that day or how much coffee i've had <laughs> i don't know but listen there's more light in this world so don't be focusing on darkness um that some people are just bad there's some people say well look at that person you know i'm so frustrated with them they're not doing this right they're not following the rules blah 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 get your eyes off of that look for the light in them look for the good in them 
Um, anything I do won't make a difference. Well, listen, when we focus on hope and light, we will change and impact people around us. You have the power to impact people around you all the time. What mood do you bring when you walk into a room? Are you a walking negativity uh, charge or are you a positive one um, and encourage and influence? And again, you can't get it right all the time. So again, pressure's off. This is not supposed to be a, a to-do list. It's more of an assessment, self-assessment, so that you can become more aware of the patterns and change the patterns that are negative and move towards more positive ones. And there's value to that. There's help in that. Until we come to the place where we just simply trust Jesus in every given moment. It's called abiding. That's where we go to. And if you, if you haven't figured out abiding or you're having a hard time, that's where some of those suggestions come in to help to create the pattern so we can see what it looks like until we can start to learn to hear the voice of the Spirit in us. Jesus as our hope. Listen, when we talk about hope, hope is an answer. This letter from Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, appointed by the command of God, our Savior, and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. That's where your gift of hope comes. Every one of us has been given hope. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. I have not. Yes, you have. Everyone has. Because Jesus is our hope. So if you're saying, no, I don't have that hope, well, look deeper. And I'm not talking about a joy boy, just only think happy thoughts mindset. That's, that's unhealthy too. Is there value to positivity thinking? Yes. But many people have overrun the base and they plug their ears and think happy thoughts, happy thoughts. And I don't de they're not really dealing with reality around them uh, and, and becoming loving people. All right. Jesus engaged in the pain of what's going on. Jesus was, uh, and, well, back to Lazarus. When, when Lazarus had died, Jesus showed up at the tomb. He wept with them. He, he, but he knew what was going to happen, but he identified with the pain. He didn't come in all joy, boy, happy. What are you guys doing? Hey, all happy. he didn't, that, that's not what the text tells us. And I can't see Jesus doing that anyway. So there's something to uh, looking at the hope within us. And then it says, may God, the father and Christ Jesus, our Lord, give you grace, mercy, and peace. Here's the good news. He has already given you his peace. You don't have to pray for more peace. But when, you're, when your fuse is so short, that means you're not living from peace. That means the, your mind is getting fuller and fuller of the concerns and problems around you. And you know what? Uh, uh, hopefully by the end of today, and uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully by the end of today, I'll, I'll touch on what I'm going to cover next week on how to do the switch so that we're not constantly listening to the the streams of information that cause the anxiety you know when when i'm talking with a good friend and we're short with each other um or one of us is short or ticked off easily there's a, a common thread there there's a there's there are stressful thoughts going on in that individual or in myself depending on who is the one being short um they're not able to pause and engage uh, and center on loving the other person with them at that very moment or in that particular conversation. So uh, lots going on here. Let's uh, keep going here. Uh, this is from the Passion Translation. I love this. From Paul, an apostle in Christ Jesus, for it was Jesus himself, our living hope. See, there it is. It's our living hope within us who sent me as his servant by the command of God, our life giver. Timothy, you are my true spiritual son in the faith. 
may abundant grace, mercy, and total well-being from God the Father and the Anointed One, our Lord Jesus, be yours. All right. Now, the idea of well-being is about peace. The uh, and then in the Hebrew, the Hebrew concept concept of peace includes health, prosperity, and peace of mind. So peace. Peace is a big deal, all right? When, when Jesus came as the Prince of Peace, oh my goodness. Uh, honestly, I think there's two things that are giving us a hard time these days. We're not experiencing the peace of Christ, and we're judging too much. Yeah, I said it. We're, we're probably judging too much. And uh, I'm going to encourage you to go back uh, to my YouTube channel and watch the Still Growing in Grace weekly program. Uh, I did Judging Part 1 uh, last week, and Part 2 is really good. It's going to be up this week. Uh, a great follow-up. Um, after that, after I aired that, I, I've, I've started to see a pattern that, huh, this judging thing. Ooh, that's that's more toxic than anything else. Maybe maybe the judging thing has caused uh, uh, some problems with our pandemic right now. What do I mean by that? I, I think that during this pandemic, our anxieties are up. We're looking for shortcuts because we're too tired to take time to hear others. So we judge. Well, why aren't they wearing their mask? Are they going to get the vaccine? Why not? Well, why would you? Uh, and again, back and forth, all this judging going on when, wow, if we just don't, like really don't judge. That's uh, what the Bible tells us. Don't judge. Huh? How does that work? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out, but uh, that's your individual journey. Uh, and be careful. Um, you know, when you start, when you're having healthy conversations and, and you, you might say, well, don't judge me. Well, there's two ways to handle that in a way. One, um, yes, we shouldn't be judging each other in a negative way. Um, but if we're also revealing patterns that we see in another person, um, and that's what we're seeing, is that judging or observing? Very different, okay? We're not judging people's hearts. When we predict their thinking, predict their motive, that's judging there's no room for all right i just i thought judging and peace two opposites polar opposites Woo -wee. all right let's keep going that was a rabbit trail romans 8 26 and 27 this is really really good and in a similar way the holy spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness for example at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs or groaning too deep for words. God, the searcher of the heart, <laughs> not you, not me. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, His holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. Oh my goodness, that was good. Woo-wee! That fits with this judging thing, doesn't it? <laughs> it's God who knows our hearts and intentions. I, sometimes when I pray, I say, God... I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, 
but you truly know my heart. You know my inconsistencies, you know my selfish motives, you know my ego problems, You all this. So as I share this with you, God, please read through the, the, the clutter, the flesh, the ego, and, and see the real me and the real longing I have. And whatever I'm not even praying for correctly, Father, will you just help me rephrase it to get my mind reshaped and, and re-centered on you by renewing my mind? Look, some of you are going through some pretty stuff, pretty tough stuff, and praying is not easy. I'm thinking of Carol. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you're watching Carol. Uh, she's stuck in long, uh, Carol uh, Brooks uh, in long-term care at Lanark. Um, we're praying for you. I, I can't imagine what you're going through, your family, watching you having a hard time. Uh, I know you pray. And I know the Holy Spirit is with you, praying with you, for you. Um, there's, there's something about this that can bring peace. And I, we pray that God's peace will be experienced by you in a very profound way. Um, you want to talk about first world problems, people? Um, you can't get this particular order or uh, your Amazon package got stolen or... Um, you know, the uh, internet's low or this website's down, all this, all this bickering, complaining. And then look at other people going through some real stuff, chronic pain individuals. We have uh, several folks in our church that honestly are going through a very difficult, dark time and it's hard. Uh, so please, when you're complaining like that, I pray the Holy Spirit goes tap, 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 tap. Hey, get your eyes off yourself. Put them on me, experience my peace, and let me pray for you because right now you're complaining too much. <laughs> I just love this whole idea of God is passionately praying through the Holy Spirit in us, for us, constantly, even when we don't know how to pray. Oh, even when we don't even want to pray. Yeah, I don't pray. I stopped. I, I'm too mad. Listen, God's praying for you. It's okay. <laughs> That's his grace. Now I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation as well because it is equally important. Some of you will recognize this wording better. It says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Are we having weakness problems? Listen, when we're complaining and griping, that's a weakness problem. That's in others. Uh, um, um, we're looking at other things around us. We're, or being self, self-centered, right? We're not being agape-minded. So in our weakness, if we're having physical issues, that's a weakness. Let's pray. Say, God, help us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray. Huh. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that words cannot be expressed or can't be expressed in words. I like the idea of groaning. How, <laughs> how does this work out? Um, something happens and you go, Ugh. that was a groan. Maybe that was a prayer. Yeah. Maybe we pray a lot more than we think. <laughs> think of each groan uh, as a prayer. And God takes that and translates it to the deep, from the deepest core of who we are. Because he knows our motives. Listen, I think God's intricately working in each of us in a very profound way that doesn't look religious. And in a way that we may not have ever conceived before. That God prays through the groan. Uh, 
through our frustration, through our snapping when we're angry at that driver who should know how to merge properly or that stupid truck that's taking up two lanes and and we get all mad maybe that anger that emotion that groan actually becomes a prayer and the holy spirit is praying for our minds to refocus and think of peace instead of anger look at the grace of christ in the situation not the circumstance i think that's going on i think there's more going on below the surface than we've been told Every frustration we have, every groan is a prayer. Huh. I mean, just think about that. What would happen if you perceived that? Or this coming week, each time you groan, get angry, or, uh, yell, swear, whatever it is you do, that's a prayer. The Holy Spirit takes that, translates it into a deep groaning prayer on your behalf because you don't know how to pray or know how to abide in that given moment. Wow. Maybe God is more gracious than we thought. Maybe he's more involved in our lives than we thought. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. I love, there we go. Maybe, there we go. Maybe that's evidence of in those groanings and that anger and that cursing and that uh, whatever's going on where there's, there's a, a pleading prayer. <laughs> You know, that God would direct your mind to think this is not who you are. Remember, the Holy Spirit does not convict us of sin. Because you could say, well, then he's going to, you know, I'm praying the Holy Spirit will convict me of my sin. No, he's not convicting you of sin. He's convicting you of your righteousness. So when we're acting like a buffoon, the Holy Spirit will say, tap, 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 example. You know, uh, that ain't who you are. You're better than that. You're, you're actually a, a, a walking light. You're salt of the earth. You bring flavor to other people. You, you bring joy. Now be that person because what you're doing, that behavior, that comes from darkness. That ain't you. And it isn't real. Huh. Maybe there's some evidence here of how love wins and hope wins. Don't give up. Don't give up in your circumstances. Don't lose hope. Don't give up hope for um, what is going on. I know these pandemic times are hard. And who knows how long they'll last? We just don't know. And some, you know, even the frustration of all well, this isn't a real pandemic. And, and you know, uh, it, it, this is ridiculous is a great phrase. And, and I agree. It's, it's a very, very difficult time to navigate. But don't let that make you a jerk. Be human in all of it. Don't give up your humanity the humanity of understanding and loving others okay just like christ is doing for you that's what we have to come back to that's where i want to refocus us and have us all be reminded of our oneness with trinity with the heavenly father with jesus christ and the holy spirit three examples of hope well, how do we find hope? Well, there's a story of a man begging for Jesus to heal his son. And Jesus asks him, hey, well, do you believe? He says, I do, but help my unbelief. Maybe that's you today. You're hearing this and you want to have hope, but you don't know how to have hope. So pray. How can I have hope? Help my unhope. <laughs> my unbelief. Yeah, the unbelief of that there's hope. So it's okay to have questions and struggle with 
circumstances. It's okay to have doubt. It's okay to have those, the thoughts that come into your brain um, that uh, uh, point out problems and frustrations, but you have control over those thoughts. Don't let those thoughts rule your mind. You have control of your mind. All right. Thoughts can come in. They, they're, they come from outside. They, they're, they may not be generated by you, but may be generated by outside forces and messaging, media, people, conversations, uh, newspapers. But don't let that infiltrated messaging control you. Stop it at the door and say, okay, I got what I need from that. Get out of here. I don't want you living in my head. Otherwise, a new spin cycle happens. Then we have Peter denying Jesus and what happens after that. Sometimes we may be ashamed to come to God and say, you know, because we've, we've messed up so bad, we think. But look, Peter denied Jesus pretty blatantly. And I think the text we have in the New Testament is probably a cleaned up version of it. Um, when he was asked, uh, you know Jesus? No, I don't know him. I think he probably had some pretty fisherman language to affirm no why blankety blank didn't know him <laughs> it's very possible so jesus what does he do when he meets peter later he doesn't condemn him he restores him he doesn't shame peter he speaks grace into peter's life and that is what jesus is doing to you now well my walk of faith has been terrible for the last number of years so what restoration is the goal here grace not shame all right your false guilt and shame is preventing you from believing you are loved accepted pure holy that you are good that you are forgiven <laughs> this is about intimacy with jesus that's what this is all about paul listen this this paul guy he was on his way to kill christians okay he had it out for them. He was so serious and dedicated to the law, the religious law. Remember, it was religious people that killed Jesus. Yeah, the Romans were just the tool. Some people say, well, the Romans killed. Well, no, the Jews set it up and forced in using their law and system to kill Jesus. It was the religious leaders. All right. God didn't kill him. Okay. God didn't kill Jesus. It was, the, it was the hands of the Romans, but it was the religious system that Jesus came to confront and said, this was never my plan. What are you doing? Uh, fine, I'm bringing you into a new one. So the new covenant comes in. So what does Paul do? Paul, after he discovers the light that shone on him and to him and blinded him, and God spoke to him on the road to Damascus, he then becomes the greatest teacher in, in our scriptural history, uh, to teach and speak to the Gentile world, the non-Jew world. So it was a complete change. So is there hope for absolute change? You betcha. I have hope for everybody. I, I hear some radio people say there's some people that are there is no hope for them. I disagree. And I can understand the human logic of there is no hope for certain people because their patterns will never change. Listen, I still have a great hope that every human has the capability, capacity to change. Will they change? Probably not in this, in this life, but they will when they awaken on the other side. I, I have much hope. So let's take a look at what the scripture says. In Romans 15, this is about giving us hope. 
Now those who are mature in their faith can easily be recognized, for they don't live to please themselves, but have learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. Ouch. Oh my goodness. I forgot I was going to read this. Ha! So you think you're mature, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, let me read that slower. Now those who are mature in their faith can easily be recognized for they don't live to please themselves, but have learned to patiently embrace others in their immaturity. Oh boy, oh boy. So this is, again, this is more of a self-evaluation. If you think you're so mature, is this what you look like? Or let me back up a minute. Do you recognize others who seem to display maturity maybe not all the time but clearly there's a pattern of maturity and they don't seem to jump on correcting you or me or whoever because there's a an, a patience uh, as we have our hissy fits of immaturity that's powerful Th this is what maturity is to look like to grow up you want to be grown up you might not be as grown up as you think our goal must be to empower others to do what is right and good for them and to bring them into spiritual maturity yeah spiritual maturity looks like love that that's it <laughs> for not even the most powerful one of all the anointed one lived to please himself his life fulfilled the scripture that says all the insults of those who insulted you fall upon me whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us in how to live the scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things do you need hope today do you want to not give up well go back and reread this romans chapter 15 verses 1 to 4. Whew. this is rich this is you want hands-on practical wisdom here read this this is so so good i want to live in hope and endure all things i want to be an encourager and i want the negativity that i may present uh, even in short bursts, to become less and less. I've not arrived. I haven't got this thing figured out. But also, I'm not going to fake it and say I have it figured out. All right? So, join me in not giving up. Hope wins. Love wins. And next week, we're going to talk a little more about this. Um, Philippians 4, 4-9 says, Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. You bet he's near, right in us. All right? Be cheerful and joyful. Uh, enjoy a celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, because you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship. Ouch! This is a hard one. Some of you... Um, is you're, you're not gentle in your relationships. I have not been gentle in some relationships. I've had to do a lot of confession and, and say sorry. But uh, I've learned from all... Uh, listen, when you see it in somebody else, you tend to... You better learn lessons. Say, hey, I'd rather not learn that lesson the hard way. I'm going to learn 
from them and not mimic that in my own life. Gentleness is hard. When you're self-seeking, seeking your own way, what you want for you, then you are not other-centered. But what about me? What about my needs, my wishes? Me, 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 me. Holy smokes, that sounds like a, a little tiny two-year-old brat who is not even a child yet. Okay? Like, when we're that self-centered, that is not the way of Christ. Really, being like Christ is giving up all things, surrendering to. Like, being married, my wife must come first. She's number one. That's the commitment I made. She, she's it. You know? Do we argue? Never. No, we have animated discussions instead. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I, I'm still learning after 30 years. Loving her, you know, and, and thinking of her needs instead of mine. There's sometimes where I think about me and say, well, I want to do this. Uh, and that's, that's, that's not the way of Christ. What's the cost? Really, what does it cost me to not want my own way all the time? Huh. That's humbling. That's scary, but beautiful. Because the fruit that comes out of that, we become gentle, loving, more mature. If you have been predominantly selfish in your relationships, I suggest you take some time to meditate and confess to those you've hurt and do a 180. The confession's nice, but it better be followed up with some evidence with a behavioral change or because saying I'm sorry, please forgive me and all that, that's nice, it's important, but the real evidence comes from changing the behaviors. And none of us have figured it out perfectly, but there are some behaviors that can change pretty quick. And um, I think we're supposed to work and strive towards better and healthier relationships. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to skip that last verse. Next week, how do we find this hope? How do we not give up? We're going to talk about being still. What does that mean? I hope you enjoyed today. I hope it was encouraging to you. Um, uh, contemplate on. I'm going to I'm going to re-listen to what I just shared because I there are some things that were hitting me as I was as it was coming in my mouth. It's like that's to me. So that's pretty cool. All right. Reminders, we're going to join our Zoom call right after this. So if you don't have the link, send me a private message on Facebook. Um, I did not send the email out this week. I got too full and there wasn't really much, no big change. Um, so I, I will send an email out this week, uh, especially since we have a special games night on Friday night for that scavenger hunt. Um, and online donations, we talked about that already. And that's it. So, folks, I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope you have a fantastic week. And... Uh, contemplate on all that we just talked about today thank you grace and peace to you don't give up don't lose hope love wins hope wins <laughs> i love it i'll talk to you soon